This episode with Carolyn Sutton originally aired on the Brainwell podcast, but in light of the fact that Carolyn is an educator at the Branding Business School, it felt fitting to go ahead and bring this one back up to the top. Carolyn is a PR strategist with more than 20 years experience, and she's the owner of Carolyn Sutton PR and Brand Your Brand. She's just a phenomenal human being, you guys, and this episode was such a fun one that I know you guys loved when it originally aired. We talk all about what is influencer marketing, what is the future of that looking like, is it right for your business to invest in influencer marketing and all the things related to PR for your brand. Carolyn's module at the Branding Business School is how to generate buzz for your brand to fast track your growth. I know you're going to love learning from Carolyn. So without further ado, here's my interview. This is the Branding Business School podcast, the go-to business and marketing podcast for ambitious women looking to start and scale profitable businesses. Learn from your host, Victoria Marcoulier, how to build a powerhouse brand in this online era without sacrificing your sanity or misplacing your priorities. We support the dreamers and the disruptors and are showing up weekly to teach you practical advice on what it takes to become the go-to in your industry. Operating an online business as a female entrepreneur looks different these days, and thanks to us, so does business school. Welcome to the Branding Business School podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Victoria. I'm so excited to talk with you and be here today. Me too. This is a really interesting topic that I think is going to um, get a lot of people interested in this whole world of influencer relations. But before we dive into what we're going to talk about today, can you give us a little bit about your backstory, kind of what led you to where you are now owning two sister companies with a PR focus? Yes, absolutely. Well, like I said, thank you so much for having me. It's so great to be here. Um, I have owned a PR firm now for 13 years and actually started my PR firm when my oldest daughter was a baby. Um, I was trying at that stage of life where I was a new mom trying to figure out what direction I was going to go with going back to working at an agency or would I kind of do my own thing while still kind of managing um motherhood and all of that good stuff and took the leap of faith to start my own PR firm and have not looked back. So right now I've owned my PR firm for 13 years. My background really is I used to do PR for the container store. So that's where I really learned a lot about the lifestyle category and pitching media and working really closely with media in that capacity. And then I had shifted to an agency in Dallas, Texas and um, worked with Sub-Zero and Wolf, Michael's Arts and Crafts, um, one of the first big influencer, I would say, relation partnerships that we did was launching Martha Stewart Crafts for Michael's. And that was one of the first big things that we did as we kind of tapped into influencers at that point. Um, But that is kind of where my history started and led me to starting my own firm. And from there, I, for the past 13 years, have worked very closely with clients across the country, um, even international clients in the categories of lifestyle consumer space. So kind of what that means is tangible products, products and brands that um, different companies and friends like, and they like to, you know, like to have tangible and hold um, things that are, be, whether it's something you can purchase online or in a store. Um, so it's kind of that whole space that we work with. Um, And then in the last few years, I started my own second company and really it became a dovetail into sort of a sister agency to my current PR firm. And one of the big things in the PR world is having beautiful assets and imagery. So whether that's photos, videos, whatever that looks like, um, having those on hand is crucial. And what we've discovered was that my clients and other brands were really in need of some beautiful photography and videography. And so we launched, um, I launched Brand Your Brand 
Brand, which is a content creation firm. And so basically I have a team of photographers and videographers and we execute photo and video shoots for our clients. And it's a really seamless process. We have um, really strong contracts in place to protect legal, legal contracts in place to protect brands and our clients um, and the photographers as well. So that once those assets are created, everybody is kind of in a good place and, and they're use, being used appropriately and all that good stuff. So it's been a, it's been a lot, but it's a lot of fun. And it, you know, when you're passionate about your company, you, you just keep going and keep moving forward. Mm. Well, That's a lot of information all at once. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you really do. You have quite the resume. That's why you were the perfect person to come on to talk about this whole world of influencer relations, kind of what the future of influencers is going to look like um, here in 2023 as this podcast comes out. It's January, so it's the start of the year. But before we dive in, what is influencer relations for anyone that maybe isn't familiar with that term? Yes. So influencer relations is kind of, it's a good, it's a phrase that really describes how you can work with influencers. And an influencer is what you would see, you know, on Instagram, on social media, but basically it is somebody who has a strong platform or a strong Instagram following and has, um, is continually creating content and partnering with different brands. Um, I think that Back in the day, when we kind of started in this world of influencers, they were they were called bloggers, is what we started calling them, bloggers. And we worked with bloggers in so many different capacities, um, and that really has evolved into influencers. Now, I push that influencers can be a lot of different things. They can be someone who is strictly, truly an Instagram influencer, or you could be a brand and you can be the owner of a brand like yourself, and you can be an influencer in your either your niche or your category or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, influencers can be on, they can be on so many different levels. There can be an influencer that is market specific. So I'm based in Omaha, Nebraska. So there could be an Omaha specific influencer who kind of, um, knows all about what's happening here in the city and, and kind of is in the know and in the mix and knows all the great shopping spots and restaurants and all that kind of good stuff. It can be a fashion influencer. It could be a home and garden. It can be, um, a knitting influencer. There's, there's a ton of different ways that you can couch it. Um, but really it's being someone who has a voice and has, um, kind of that, that ability to attract, you know, followers and create influence and create and be a decision maker for people. You've been doing this, you said for 13 years, you, well, even longer than that, but you started your Mm -hmm. PR from 13 years ago. So you've really seen everything kind of happen and transpire over the years because influencers, as we call them influencers, they've not been around for more, more than what, Five to 10 years? Yeah, I'd say probably closer to 10 years. I think they've been around for 10 years. And when I, and, and that's, and that, that's so true because it has completely evolved. So like our first big event that we did with influencers, we did, we've done a lot of influencer events, um, which is essentially where you are pulling together a bunch of influencers in, in different capacities, whether, um, gosh, well, I'll get into what we've kind of done from them. But my first big one that we did is one of my clients in the past was a toy company. And so we worked with Disney, Graco, all sorts of different um, toy brands. And what we found is that in New York City, you know, we were going to New York City a ton, especially pre-COVID. Obviously, we were going there to meet with the media for media tours and then also to meet with influencers and create relationships and do events. And one of our big events that we did was what we called a play date in the city. So we, I wanted to create this experience in this very cool um, section in the city where 
these influencers were essentially playing with all of these toys. They were, you know, bringing their children, bringing their kids, because how else can we show what these you know, how great these toys are is that we can capture these influencers with their kids, with the toys, get the photography involved. So we did this huge play date in the city. It was in the middle of Rockefeller Center at the top of this building. We partnered with Operation Smile. Um, it was um, it was such a cool event. Um, Rebecca Minkoff was our celebrity and all these influencers came. We created all these vignettes with all these different brands and they brought their kids. And that was really the start of the beginning of our influencer events that our firm creates. And what we realized then and there is that these, these bloggers have a powerful impact and they create that content again, that they're, they're creating the scene where you can showcase your product or your brand with somebody of influence. And then you can push that out in multiple different capacities. So from that event, the influencers wrote blog posts about it. They, I don't even think Instagram was happening at that time. Maybe I can't remember. Um, it was that long ago, but, um, they were doing, we would do, they would do stuff on Twitter, um, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of where we were. And since then influencer events are still very powerful and still happening and they have evolved into so many different capacities. So we did, we have a chef client, um, that we worked really closely with here in Omaha. So we brought in all these Omaha influencers and bloggers to come sit at the table with us and experience his food and take photography of his food and then push that out on their channels. So you can really work with an influencer in multiple capacities, but they definitely have evolved, um, from where they are to where they are now, where it's definitely, I would say they're much more monetary based versus, you know, product based, which is what they, they were kind of several years ago. Okay. Explain that for me. What do you mean to say that nowadays, like as this evolution has been happening, they're a lot more monetary based. Like what does that look like for an influencer? Yeah. So influencers, you need to think of an influencer as an actual business. Like this is their true business. This is what drives their income. And so in order to work with influencers in the past, you could get, we could send product samples and that would be like a way that they would engage with our, with brands. Now it is, if, if we have a client that wants to work with influencers, we tell them right up front, you have to have a budget. You have to have a budget and be prepared to pay these influencers because their time is extremely valuable and the content that they create for your brand is extremely valuable and the influence that they're going to have on your brand is extremely valuable. Um, and, and you can work with influencers in so many different ways. Like, for example, we there are several influencers in Florida that we have a great relationship with. And one of my clients was launching beach towels. So we needed content. We needed to work with influencers. We needed um, beautiful photography. So we set up a partnership with them where we, we uh, partnered with a photographer. They created kind of a scene or a vibe that it was going to be like a beach party, kind of like a beach Thing with our beach towels and we were able to work with them in that capacity. So not only did we pay them to create that, um, you know, for their time and for everything else, but we also, um, were able to leverage all those assets that they took from, from that photo shoot. So if you are wanting to work with an influencer, we highly recommend that you have a budget in place in order to, to secure some, you know, truly worthwhile ROI mm-hmm. with that relationship. Okay. That's so interesting. And I really understand this shift because we interviewed a lot of influencers back in the summer of 2021. I did something on the podcast called Influencer Month and we had maybe five or six pretty notable influencers come on. And a lot of them shared the behind the scenes of what actually goes into being an influencer. And I think a lot of people maybe who start out and 
nowadays, I think there's a little bit more knowledge surrounding what it takes to be an influencer. But when people um, would see these influencers on Instagram getting packages from brands that they love, like Billy Razor or uh, mm-hmm. Tula, right? Like some of the common brands that we see a lot with the influencers. Um, I think a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, like I would do anything just to get stuff sent to me for free. And yep. then they realize what actually goes into you know, promoting that content and creating the post, creating the blog post. Um, you know, a lot of times, and you could probably shed more light on this, but I know that brands require that you send them the video first, the Instagram story, the Instagram post, and they tweak it and send you revisions. And they realize like, wait, this is a lot of time and effort that I'm putting into. I no longer want to do this just to get free skincare, right? Like I want to be paid for my time. Exactly. And that is what it truly comes down to is that these influencers work incredibly hard. And a lot of them, the really successful influencers that have a really strong following, I mean, they've been doing this for years. And so it's not, um, it's something that they really have a, you know, like a recipe to their success. And some, you know, we, we actually don't even, I mean, very, if we already have a really established relationship with an influencer for a client, for example, we will send them some products, but it is very rare that we just ship out a ton of products anymore because they are receiving so many packages anyway. And so you really want to look at it in a more strategic, structured way and find out what is the importance of working with this influencer and how we can we look at this from a strategic long-term um, partnership versus just shipping product and hoping that they post something and then thinking we're going to get something from that. We kind of step back and we look at it from a way more strategic partnership. It's, it's almost more like um, qual- it's quality versus quantity these days, where in the past, I feel like it really was like create a list of 50 influencers, ship them their product, help, you know, see, see kind of throw on the wall and see what sticks type of a type of a mentality. And it's not, it's not like that anymore. I mean, I know so many influencers that are working continually on content. Um, there's one whom I adore and she is actually Omaha based, um, Kate Knowles home. And she works incredibly hard. I mean, every Tuesday is her video filming day. She works on, that is all she does on Tuesdays and she creates exactly what it's going to be that she's going to push out there. Um, and in addition to all, you know, everything else that she does. So I think that's something really to think about as brands are looking to invest in influencers or invest even more in influencers is who is that influencer that is going to align with your brand, align with your business and work together for a long-term capacity, because it's just, it, it's going to make more sense in the long run. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've talked a little bit about the evolution of where bloggers slash influencers started and kind of where they're at today, what's driving them today. What do you think is on the forecast for 2023? Like there's the industry saturated, right? Everyone yep. wants to be an, in, uh, an influencer, or at least they're all trying to be. So how is that going to change things? Yep. Great question. I think for 2023, you are going to see brands making smaller quantities of partnerships, but at a larger scale. So I think you are really going to see um, these brands working with influencers to not only create content on a seasonal, you know, seasonal calendar, for example, but they are going to be working with them in order to, for them to create content. I mean, as we are all seeing with Instagram, um, I don't do TikTok, which is, I don't have time for TikTok, but I know TikTok. <laughs> I don't either. I don't have okay. it. <laughs> Can't go there. Um, but Instagram and even YouTube is that video is going to be hugely important. Um, and one, like one way, for example, that we've worked with an influencer recently in a brand is that we really executed, they had a partnership, this brand and this influencer was a rug company where they created 
so her name is Simply Southern Cottage. She created the Simply Southern Cottage line of rugs for this particular brand. So you're going to be seeing more of those types of bigger partnerships where it's almost branded influencers for the brand. Um, and on top of that, with that, you're going to need all that content and all that video and all those those photos as well. And so I think that's going to be a bigger investment piece, too, for these brands is that they are going to need to invest in the photography and the video for these particular influencer partnerships. But I really think that these, you know, I think influencers are looking for a lot. They want to invest in, in brands who want to invest in them. And I think it's going to come down to those bigger partnerships moving forward. So you think maybe... Quick break to tell you guys about today's sponsor, which is HoneyBook. You guys know I love me some HoneyBook. This has been the CRM of Brandwell for three and a half years, almost from day one, you guys. And I don't know how we would be operating without it. So HoneyBook is a client flow platform that was designed specifically for the modern business owner. I think it's ideally made for the modern day service provider. From the initial inquiry to the final payment, you can literally do everything in HoneyBook. They manage our proposals, our contracts, our invoicing, our financial reports, and then most importantly, our client communication back and forth. Everything is streamlined in one place that I can log into and see where a project is at at any given time. All of my team can log in. You can give people different permissions and roles based on what their unique role is on the project at hand. It's just an awesome platform. Go check it out. I have a 50% off discount code for you if you want to try out HoneyBook your first year at 50% off. We'll link it in the show notes for you. Just try it. It's amazing. We'll see influencers sharing about fewer brands, you know, whereas I think right now, a lot of times we'll follow an influencer who every day they're sharing a different brand or a different product that they got um, and maybe be a bit more niche and like partner with one or two or maybe three brands. I think so. I think, I, I think you're always going to see influencers sharing different products. And that, mm -hmm. I think that's just the nature of the beast. You know, one of the other things about influencers and how they, they make money is through affiliate links. So that basically means, um, influencers, you know, they'll, they'll link, they'll, you know, essentially like they'll like to know it, or they're going to be linking how you can purchase and they make money off of that. So I don't think that we're ever going to see that piece of it going away, but I do think they are going to be making larger strategic partnerships moving forward. Now from a brand's perspective, so let's say a company like mine, um, how could I benefit from like an influencer collaboration or maybe the broader question here would just be like, what types of brands could benefit the most from influencer relations? Yeah. So I'll, I'll kind of break that down into two questions. So for example, for your, for your company, um, I mean, you could completely work with an influencer to redesign her logos. You, you've got this beautiful ability to create this incredible logos and, and really define someone's brand. And maybe you find, 10 to 20 influencers that you want to target that maybe especially in the Florida market um, that you kind of are like working with them to create a new brand identity for them. And within that, you can also, you know, be try to do a photo shoot with them, something on that capacity. Um, even if you are a service-based business and you're, you know, maybe a smaller company, I'm small, I'm a smaller business, um, but, and I'm also service-based, but I can still work with these influencers in a different capacity. Um, I have done partnerships with influencers where I do like a Q and a with them, or I've done an Instagram live with them, or just kind of trying to get, think a little bit differently, um, is that 
that's kind of one way I would recommend for you guys is to, you know, seeing what, how you can show what you do with somebody who has influence. Okay. And now what about for brands as a whole? Like, are there certain types of brands that maybe you would, as a a PR specialist, that you might encourage them to go the influencer route as opposed to more traditional forms of like print or digital advertising? Yeah, I think um, product brands with brands with actual products are truly going to make the biggest impact with influencers. Um, and, And it can be anything. I mean, truly, if you really look niche down and you look at these different influencers across the board, from whatever category it is, whatever niche it is, um, you can find a brand that can work with any influencer and based on what is going to make sense for their brand. And I think one of the other things that we're going to see a lot more of too in the 2023, which is a completely different than you know just your standard influencers, is the athletes and kind of that name, the NIL space too. So I think athletes are going to be working a lot more with brands. Um, those collegiate athletes will be working more with brands as well. Um, in a different capacity. So I think I always typically, when we begin to have a client work with us, you know, we want to make sure that if they think they're ready for influencer relations, there's a couple of things that we recommend they really look at. Number one, do you truly have a product that is like a worthwhile concrete product or service that can be um, of benefit to some of these influencers that we think we want to work with? Um, are you ready to work with influencers? Like, are, is your brand ready to react to the potential influence that they can make on your business um and then three you know do you are are you an established brand as well where you have everything in place like you know some brands think they want to jump on the influencer train but they're not quite there yet in terms of that what they need to have all ready to go um so i think there's a couple of different elements to look at influencers are great for a lot of brands but they're not for everybody mm-hmm So if I am a brand and I feel like I fall into this category where I have those things in place, I'm ready for the possible rapid growth that could happen if I work with the right influencer, how would I go about even finding an influencer to work with? You talked earlier about kind of the quality of the influencer, whether they're maybe we'll get into kind of micro and macro influencers in a bit, but how does a brand even go about working with an influencer? Yeah, super great question. You know, influencers, what I consider them. I look at influencers who we have relationships with almost like friendships. And I think you need to treat them like that. I I mean, I think your step one could literally be following them on Instagram and commenting on their posts and so that they see who you are and they recognize that you are interested in engaging with them and starting a relationship with them. Um, And then it comes down to making an introduction of yourself to them. I think if you kind of come out of the blue and you are just reaching out to them to say, hey, I want to work with you without really having any context behind it, I think sometimes those are missed opportunities. So I think right out of the gate is commenting on these influencers posts, letting, you know, I've developed such great relationships with influencers over the years, but I do engage a lot with them on Instagram. So they could post a picture of a cute, really super cute room or whatever it is and, and making um, that relationship standpoint that way. And then just making an introduction with them um, and just, but, you know, of course, trying to let them know that there is a way that you want to work with them, um, whatever that might be. Because you, we also, I, I kind of treat influencers sort of like media. I treat how we connect with influencers the same way we treat media. I would never just mass pitch media. I would never just out of the blue just reach out to a, an editor because I think they might, you know, cover my client unless it truly is the exact right fit for our client um, or for the brand. So I can think about it that way as well. 
Okay. And I mentioned a second ago, micro influencers and macro influencers. For anyone maybe who's not familiar with those terms, can you break down the difference and then what the benefits of working with each of them would be? Yeah, absolutely. So micro and macro influencers can be influencer and what that really means is a micro influencer is typically less than 25,000 followers on Instagram or on their platform. And a macro is really, I mean, I, it can be anywhere from 50 to 100,000 plus followers on Instagram. And what that really means is those micro influencers are, they've got a smaller following. Oftentimes they're really niche down. Um, or, and typically the micro influencers have a really strong engaged following as well. And obviously the larger you get, um, you know, that can be on their engagement can be on multiple different reasons if they have engagement or not. But I think the, the micro influencers have a very, very strong impact just because they don't have, you know, the hundred thousand plus followers. We actually mm-hmm. prefer to work with those, those um, micro influencers a little bit more because they are so great to work with. They, you know, maybe their price point isn't as high in terms of a creating partnership. The higher up you get with the macro influencers, you really have to know that the that you have to have a strong budget in order to work with those influencers. Okay, interesting. So we know a little bit about like how a brand could go about reaching out to um, an influencer to you know maybe initially start that relationship and and send them their product or you know pay them to advertise whatever it is that they're trying to sell. But how do they go about creating these partnerships that you talked about, mm-hmm. where it's like mm-hmm. a little bit more of like a uh, like a business transaction. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the wild, wild west when it comes to creating these partnerships with influencers. And what we recommend that clients or brands do is making sure you have a strategy behind how you want to partner with this influencer. So, you know, what, what say you have a product that you want to, to partner with that influencer, going to the influencer with an idea of how you want to engage your product with them. So that might look like, two Instagram posts, one Instagram reel, um, a blog post, or what, you know, kind of those different assets and different elements, but really actually nailing it down what you are hoping to receive in terms of a partnership. Um, But I think it's really important to have that in place. And sometimes that's where, you know, having a professional, you know, whether it's a publicist or somebody who really manages influencer relation partnerships, kind of dovetailing and creating what that might look like. Um, Because again, it, it, it really depends on how you want to engage with that influencer and what your long-term strategy is. Um, so say also the other thing too, is we really have brands look at what are you launching throughout the year? So looking at 2023, what are your big points that are really important to you? Is it Mother's Day? Is it the 4th of July? Is it Christmas? Is it, uh, you know, is it four different, four different times of the year that is really important to your product and your brand and your voice that you want to be getting those messages out? So it's looking at your calendar, what is important in terms of, are you launching a new product that you really need attention and awareness around? It's really looking at all those points um, and kind of using influencer relations as an additional voice for your brand and your product. Mm, I love that. So, you know, a lot of small business owners and even big business owners these days are really overwhelmed with this hamster wheel of content creation, right? We've Mm -hmm. all heard it. Content is king. Um, You can never produce enough to satisfy the algorithm. So how can we work with influencers for content creation for our brand? 
Yes. Um, influencers are amazing at creating content. A hundred. I, I love working with influencers to create content. So we have worked with them in a number of different ways. So for example, we needed a holiday photo shoot for one of our clients, Redline Cotton, which is based in Alabama. We needed to have some holiday photo co content. So we partnered with an influencer here in Omaha, which is actually Kate Knowles with Kate Knowles Home. And she has a beautiful house. Um, she, she does incredible like she's great on camera all those good things and we essentially created a paid partnership with her where we could leverage using her home for kind of our styling space and we were able to come in with props and styling and and then a photographer and execute the photo shoot in her home and then with that she created a blog post for us and did some social media as well but that way we had all of that photo content so um not only do you need photo content for Instagram and social media, but if you're going to do a PR push too, you need those those beautiful photos for any potential media coverage that you have. So we were able to leverage those photos for Instagram, um, their website, marketing materials, um, we for upcoming media coverage that we received. Um, so all of those ways. So that was one. That's one great way. Um, I, I know I talked about the beach towels, and that was another photo shoot that we did as well. Um, and then sometimes we just need influencers to be like actual models in our photo shoots. So, you know, working with them in that way as well. So there's a ton of different ways that you can work with them to create the content, or you can even, maybe you, maybe you are just paying them or creating a contract where you are shipping them the product and then they're taking the photos on your behalf. Um, so that's another way to look at it too. So there's a, a bunch of different ways to slice it, but the idea is that you are using their expertise and their ability to be on camera to create some beautiful content and be, whether that's video or photo. Right, right. Honestly, this concept is nothing new, right? It's the same reason that brands for decades have been putting a celebrity in the commercials that we see on TV. Yep. Whether that celebrity really uses yep. the product, I doubt it. You know, the the ones using CoverGirl, I highly doubt they're using the $12 lipstick, but um, it's that recognition, right? It captures our attention. So we're willing to listen to what they have to say about that product. Um, and I think now, like this is how social media has just totally changed the landscape of marketing is celebrities are becoming a little bit more distant, less relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of them that utilize social media well are not. But, you know, for the most part, celebrities are these Hollywood stars that they don't understand our day-to-day -day life, whereas influencers are just like us, right? Mm -hmm. They're like their moms. They're in the thick of it with little kids or, um, you know, they, they share the behind the scenes of their day-to-day -day life. And so we're almost much more inclined to listen to what they have to say about a product because we feel like we are them in a way, right? Like, right. Do, do you yep. agree with that? A hundred percent. And you're, you, and you're also kind of like growing up, well, I, I, growing through motherhood or growing through your career with some of these influencers. Um, there's one Brianna that I have worked with for years. She's stroller in the city and she's based in New York. And she's like one of the first original influencers that we worked with and she to this day is still doing like so many great things and it's still so fun to connect with her and i still am influenced with what she is like i'm like oh that's such a great christmas look or da 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 and you know i'm still doing that because you kind of create um a much more relatable relationship with them even though it's via instagram you're hearing them you're seeing them you're seeing them actually use their product um or the brand or whatever it is that they're kind of talking about um, and, and you believe them and it's, it's a trusted source and that's why they can make such an impact for brands.
Mm-hmm. And just to just to say, like I have used influencer relations in my own business, whether I knew the right term to give it or not. But I mentioned how we had a bunch of influencers on the podcast back in the summer of 2021. And honestly, that blew up our podcast downloads, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone wanted to tune in to hear what the car mom had to say or to hear what Ashley from Tall Blonde Bell had to say. And so, um, you know, while I truly wanted to interview these women and kind of hear how they built their following, how they turned it into a business, um, I also knew this was going to benefit my business by getting yeah. a lot more listeners to tune into my podcast. And then, you know, with our web design business um, over at Brandwell, we've actually found a lot more success with micro influencers as opposed to macro. We've designed websites for many influencers that have, you know, over 250,000 followers. Um, and I think probably for the very reason that you said influencers are a lot more like monetary driven now than they are like Mm -hmm. product or service-based driven. I think probably those macro influencers are less apt to share about something like creating a website, right? Um, Because it's just, it's something that has to happen. It's a backend thing for them. They're not getting paid. Like we're not paying these influencers to talk about building a website with Brandwell. Whereas the micro influencers, while we're also not paying them, um, you know, they are a little bit more in tune with the experience and they want to share share with their followers, hey, I'm I'm investing in my business and I'm building a new website or a new brand is coming for you guys. And we have gotten a lot of client referrals um, through building websites for these micro influencers that are maybe a little bit more niche. And let's say like a good example for us is we have done so many websites and brands for wax bars this year. And it's because we did one brand for a very reputable wax bar in Tampa that apparently tons of other wax bars followed this brand. And they all saw, hey, she got a website done with them. It looks really great. She's raving about how her business is growing. We want to work with Brandwell too. So influencer relations is truly so powerful. And I think we can all maybe look at these influencers and see them talking about big brands like Amazon or Tula or all these other things and think, oh, they don't need somebody like me. Um, but it could be it could be a great partnership for both you and for the influencer if you find the right fit. Exactly. And I think truly like somebody like your business, I mean, you are obviously working with so many different brands and across the country. And I think you, you yourself can be an an influencer. Like I tend to think like, I mean, I, I don't, that's not my goal. That's not where my, you know, my, my focus is, but I even still feel like there is, you can influence in your own right, in your own capacity. And I think it just, these micro influencers are more relatable. They're just, they seem like somebody that's more, not so far out there, I suppose. Um, But that's not to say that the macro influencers are not absolutely incredible. And, you know, they work incredibly hard and they do so much. Um, But I I do think brands can consistently investing in influencers, however it is, in whatever capacity that is right for your brand um, is going to make a difference in the long run. And, you know, and it, it is a, it's a relationship-based business where you're just going to want to continue to foster those relationships. And there may be one influencer that is going to have more of an impact and be, you know, right on for you in 2023 versus maybe in 2024, you know, th- your, your method's going to change a little. Um, but it's, it's always keeping those relationships close and, and, and having them on your podcast is awesome because they are businesses and they work very hard. Right. So for us, you know, how can we as a brand that maybe wants to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to marketing? Because that's really important, right? You don't always want to be a few steps behind. You want to stay ahead of the curve. How can we change things up when working with influencers this year? 
So I would say 100% is video. And that is going to be the way to partner with these influencers and creating and capturing video content. That is going to be big, big, big in whatever, whatever shape you want, you, you want to do it. If, if, whether it is partnering with an influencer and having them do um, a video on your brand's behalf, or say, for example, you guys are creating a video for another brand, say, if you launch um, a new website, that's really impactful, for example, creating a video behind that or with that particular business owner, I think is going to be huge. And I think truly, you know, making a, not looking at it, like, like I mentioned, like picking, you know, 30 or 40 influencers to work with, but finding one or two to create some strong relationships with and some strong campaigns with, um, you'll probably see a much bigger impact down the road than doing, you know, spreading ourselves too thin with influencers. So good. Okay. Well, Carolyn, can you share a little bit more about the two businesses that you own and how someone could work with you on the PR side or on the content creation side? Yes, absolutely. So with my public relations firm, we, like I mentioned, we work with consumer lifestyle clients. And what we really do is our goal is to get our clients in the media spotlight. So that can be anywhere from a local TV segment or local newspaper in your market to a major national press hit. Um, our goal is always to really focus on driving media coverage for our clients across the board. Um, so clients can work with us by, if in 2023, they are looking to drive more publicity and press for their business, whether it is in a digital format or a print magazine or TV, um, we can absolutely work with clients in that capacity. And then with Brand Your Brand, there's kind of two elements to that business. One, we work with clients and brands to come in, execute a photo shoot and video shoot. We do it at the same time because we like to be efficient and time is very of the essence on everything that we do. Um, so we kind of, we work with the client to determine what the shot list is, um, where we're going to be doing the photo shoot, if we need a stylist, and then we come in with my team and we execute that, that photo and video shoot. And then what we are going to be launching in 2023 is licensed brand partners. So we are very excited to have, if there is um, a market that wants to own rights to brand your brand, that they can launch brand your brand in their own market. So we'll be rolling that out in 2023. Wow. How exciting. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. We're excited. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Carolyn, for just sharing your insight on this. There was no one else I wanted to bring on to talk so in depth about PR, influencer relations, kind of how things are changing, how brands can go about it. Because I think we've all heard from the influencer side of things, but a lot of us are just brands that we have products or we have services and we would like to leverage the power of influencer marketing, but we don't necessarily know how to go about that. So where can people go to follow you or find you or hire you? Yes, definitely. So you can visit um, on Instagram. You can follow me at Carolyn Sutton PR or Brand Your Brand Co is my other business um, or my website, carolynsuttonpr.com or brandyourbrand.co as well. Thanks for tuning in to the Branding Business School podcast. If you're looking to take your business to the next level, subscribe to the podcast and we'll continue to cheer you on week after week by giving you practical advice on how to build your brand. For show notes or to learn more about what we covered in today's episode, head to thebrandingbusinessschool.com slash podcast. And remember, you don't need an MBA to be the CEO.